Well, his name is Ryan and he can't wipe his ass. Let me tell you one thing, he'll sure make you laugh. He's a comic by night and he's really quite the lad. And I bet that you'll find his comedy's pretty rad. He likes Wu-Tang and Star Wars and boobs, to name a few. He'll tell you all about it while he takes a poo. Now on to the show, it's time for some laughs from Ryan LaChance. And the people who wipe my ass There we go. The only Hello, line. everyone. Welcome to Ryan LaChance and the people who wipe my ass. And I am Angeline, and we are with Ryan LaChance and the people who wipe Ryan's ass. Uh, not my ass, but Ryan thought it would be fun for me to do the intro today, so that's what we're doing, folks. I'm with Ryan. Say hi, Ryan. Hello. <laughs> and we are with Owen. Welcome, Owen. Welcome. <laughs> it's good to have you guys here. Ryan, what do we want to talk about today? Uh, uh, well, we're going to start with a question that I'm going to ask every guest that we have on the show, um, because we're going to predominantly interview uh, comedians. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with uh, Owen. Why did you start stand-up comedy? Do you remember your first show? Um, yes, my first show was 10 years ago at Laugh Lines when I just went and emailed the promoter out of nowhere and was like, hey, I'm really funny. I should go on your show because it's going to be like super awesome. And the rest is history? Yeah, the rest is history. Uh, After realizing now how the protocol works, it was probably the most annoying email she had. But she also (laughs) figured probably that laughing at me was also going to be some sort of entertainment. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I I have a very similar origin story, but I've been in the game so long that uh, they they didn't have a booking email address at the time, but I uh, contacted uh, Yuck Yucks Vancouver when it used to be at um, like where the Edgewater Casino is now, and uh, they didn't have a like a booking phone number to call, so I just called the first number I found in the phone book, and it was for their reservation line. And I left them a 22-minute message on why I wanted to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> and they phoned me back two days later, and they're like, we're going to put you on the show just because I think you said I want to do stand-up like 42 times in a 22-minute message, and you chewed up our tape for, for the reservation line, so you're on the show. <laughs> and the rest is history for me. So My uh, subject header was book me or die. Um, I figured I figured it was a high risk maneuver where they were either going to be uh, alerting the police to my presence and possibly I was being entrapped by showing up there in the first place oh, or they were going to think it was funny. Um, in hindsight, they just were probably inviting me there to make a fool of myself. Yeah, let's see what he's got. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. I think that's what they do with most people that want to start stand up. They start making bets on us. Yeah. yeah. They're like, which one of these people are going to be around in two weeks? For three months. Funny enough, I actually ended up doing like very well and getting like a big ovation at the end. But uh, the red light went on. It was a five minute set and the red light went on and I didn't know what the red light meant. So I thought it meant that it was the mic was on and I was doing awesome. So (laughs) I so it was it was flashing at first and then it was like bright. And I just did like two more jokes afterwards and everyone was so happy. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I killed it out there. (laughs) And then the other night I was at Kino. And I was like, yeah, guys, I did the uh, open uh, this mic at uh, Laugh Lines. It was so so funny. 
And they're like, really? Uh, did you go over time? I'm like, yeah, how did you know that? They're like, oh, uh, the owner there was saying that there was a super tall guy that went mm. way over time. And if anyone else did that, they're going to cut off his mm. mic. Oh, jeez. I felt bad for like new comics and tall people because I felt like <laughs> any tall person had instantly had tallism and would uh, yeah. be shunned from upcoming shows. My and, excuse all the time when I don't see the white is because... I sit at such an angle that a lot of a lot of times in clubs and places that have lights like that, they're they're in such a place where I can't actually see it. So I I'm envious of your height because at least you can tell when you're supposed to shut the fuck up. Dude, it's like eye level. It's like if anything, it's like blinding me the entire time. Like I can't see the crowd. I can't see the mic stand. All I can see is little light spectrums that are floating around. I get that too, man. Everybody thinks it's like when I when we t- when I tell them about like different crowd like sizes and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, that must be scary" or whatever. And I'm like, honestly, the lights are so bright up there, you're lucky you see the first row of people, and after that, it just sounds like it's voices coming out of the abyss. Yeah. So uh, there's nothing to be afraid about, really. Um. Yeah, they're like picture people in your underwear. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to keep my redness here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why did you uh, start stand-up? Do you have any particular reason or just... I just do a lot of dumb stuff for no reason and throw myself out there. I've also done a rap battle. Nice. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, with varying levels of success. Uh, that one was probably not so good. Um, I decided to go first and I had like no material. I hadn't practiced. I drank half a pitcher of beer. I did a shot. And just mumbled my way out there and lost unanimously. Um, <laughs> At least you can say you did it, right? Well, that's, yeah. And that was pretty much my shot with the stand-up. And um, and then I ended up doing the roasts, mostly roast battles. And uh, I was doing a lot of comedy writing. So I was, yeah. uh, I was a writer. So then I was like, okay, well, I can write these jokes. Performing them should be super easy, <laughs> which it's not. Uh, comedic delivery is a lot harder than writing something down and being like, man, I'm hilarious. Thank like, you for saying that because so many people come up to me and they're like, oh, my friends think I'm funny or I, write, or I wrote this and I'm funny. I'm like, yeah. Try and deliver that in front of a room full of strangers that paid to be entertained. And let me to let me see if it actually flies. So yeah. I, I totally get that. <laughs> I feel like I cheat the people on open mics. I, <laughs> I I'm, not, I'm not worried about the paying audience. For me, that's uh, <laughs> that's not that's not my field. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I've made the same amount of money doing comedy as I have at rap battles. There's the honesty for you. Well, I've been a professional comedian for 14 and a half years now. Oh, no, it'll be more than that. because Well, I've been doing comedy for over 20, but for the first six years, I basically hung around Commercial Drive because there used to be a lot of, like, open mics and different shows going on. And, um, and then after six years uh, of showing up to the same kind of shows all the time, Finally, someone's like, you want gas money to do this? And that's where it started, <laughs> you know, and the rest is history. Yeah, my wife was like, uh, she was like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's, Ryan's a super respected and a famous comedian. And it's honestly like a 
privileged to be here. I and she's like, him to say that, she's, <laughs> she was like, no, that's what she said. She's like, why would he possibly let you on the podcast? <laughs> like, has he, has he seen any of your stuff? And she said it with a little bit of his disdain. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, no, I live like five minutes away from him uh, in White Rock. And there's not a lot of White Rock comedians. I think that played a huge factor in the booking. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm not going to build you up and say I, I watched your set online. It was like, we have to have this guy on the podcast. It was literally a marriage of convenience. Really, that's what it was. Being convenient can be a skill, all right? Yes. I pick my location wisely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it also gives us a test run for having guests back on the show because for a long time it was just me and Angie babbling to each other for half an hour. Ryan ranting and yeah. Me. Okay, so if nobody else is a guest for the next twenty-two episodes, I apologize. Um, that is directly related to this appearance. <laughs> I'm fine. The four people that listen. Oh, I moved no. it up one. Yeah. 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 yeah, The four people that listen will yeah. not be disappointed. So. Yeah. Laugh Lens is right. Don't book this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's funny, uh, now that it's the BC House of Comedy and not Laugh Lines anymore, I used to always think Laugh Lines was the place where comedy would go to die, because that's what it felt like when you're in that place. <laughs> and I'm probably saying that knowing that they're going to like not book me anymore, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> they're not really that accessible anyway. Um, <laughs> let's just shit on them the whole way through. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, it's New West. There's already a lot of shit there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I mean that that place. Ever since I'm glad they they started renovating it. Ever since they like the new ownership took over and they switched the name, it's uh, it's gotten a little better. But I I swear that place is haunted. Every time I'm in there, it just feels like somebody died in the green room or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, some some musician from the '60s OD'd or something in there, and their ghost is haunting the place. So. Um, I wonder if there's any stories. Well, they do. Uh, I actually legitimately did a six run, like six shows in four nights with tricks, like yeah. coming from Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and then after our last show, they had to kick everybody out early because I guess like go like one of those ghost hunting shows, we're actually gonna film in the theater and try and find like ghosts and stuff. Oh shit. And I saw them go coming in as I was leaving, <laughs> and I said to one of the producers, I'm like, I'm pretty sure somebody died in the freight elevator. He's like, how do you know? And I'm like, because it smells like it. <laughs> I just like laughed, and it was so awesome. It felt so good. How do you even get on that show? Like, do you have to, like, apply? Like, is there, like, a form you got to fill out where you're, oh, like, for ghost like well, yeah, like, 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 level of haunting, 8 out of 10. You know, what yeah. have you seen? Yeah. Like scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like does my grandma's uh, room full of clowns count as like some sort of spectral anomaly or something? I, I don't know. Yeah, no one laughed at my jokes during my set. There was yeah. an eerie, eerie vibe yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, when no one, you hear of a boo of a boo of a different kind. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. my wife's friend's husband claims he can see and dead people talk to him. Oh no way! Yeah, so he's a big fan. Of, 
Haley Joel Osment, huh? That's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's why, I, I mean, I assumed as much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's such an awkward conversation because they were like, kidding. well, don't talk about it. And I'm like, well, I kind of want to like know, yeah, like, know. like some details here. <laughs> I want, we should have that guy in the podcast. We should. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But you, yeah, because you'd really get like three guests. You yeah, know, like whoever yeah. he sees in the room, because yeah, he says yeah. he because he says he sees them like all over the place, and I'm like, is there like a clown? Like, is there yeah, a boy? Yeah. <laughs> Can you like summon specific people? Because I'd really like to talk to like George Carlin or something. You know, yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, like if he's got any jokes he hasn't like released yet, yeah. and you're like, oh, that's really good. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's funny actually when. Um, oh, and I'm not sure if you know him, but a uh, good buddy, my Matt Bill, and he's good friends with Shane as well. When he passed away at his celebration of life, his brother came up to me and he's like, you're the only comic that has rights to all Maddie's material. Our family gives you his, uh, gives you our, our blessing to use his material. And I'm like, dude, your, your brother was a way better joke writer than I am, so I can't pull his material off, man. That's like me doing Shakespearean sonnets or something, you know? So I wouldn't want to take George Garwin's material, too, because he's too uh, methodical and constructed, and I have too many wheelchair dick jokes. So, <laughs> and, uh, it doesn't really work out too well, you know? Um, yeah, my but, wife was like, why don't... She's like, oh, you need some uh, material for the rose? She's like, why don't you just take some that no one's heard of? I'm like, I can't perform any of them. Yeah. I, you try yeah. to steal someone's joke, and you're like, this just isn't... It's just, it's just not... Work, yeah. It's just not going to work. No, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. What is your favorite part of roasting people? Outside of, like, the physical roasting of them, is there, like, a... Um, I just naturally, like, like making fun of people. Um, that, <laughs> that might sound kind of negative. Um, but a lot of it was like personal roasting. I would be like, oh man, that was so stupid what I just did there. Like that would be, that's really funny. Like, why would I do that? That that was pretty, that was pretty (laughs) silly. So we enjoy the challenge of it. But (laughs) to be perfectly honest, the last two that I did, my wife actually ends up writing most of the jokes because I'll, she's like way more offensive than I am. Like I'll write some like BG, like pretty clever jokes with like name things or like good burns about the person. (laughs) And then she'll write like dick jokes about, about the guy and about how he's like divorced and. And like, and, and I'll this like, and then like, I'll do the first couple roast jokes and no one's laughing. And I'm like, oh, this is brutal. And I'll throw one of her jokes out there. And then like, everyone will be laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll have to go back and give her proper credit and be like, yeah, your jokes didn't fly. It's really too bad. I, I, what can I tell you? That's not what people wanted to hear, but what else you got for next time? Yeah. 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 It's like Jim Gaffigan and his wife. I'm pretty sure it all... His really good material comes from his wife and not from him. So, yeah, yeah I can understand that. I was, uh, I, a couple weeks ago, I, I, I was asked to do the comedy brawl, but not performing it, but be one of the judges. And and Justin was like, uh, you have to be re- really super mean. And I'm like, these are all like open mic comedians that are trying to like, get stage time and and they're happy if they win that the championship belt and the 50 bucks or whatever you get the way. Like, I don't want to crush people's dreams. Cause, and then I got there, and I was on the show with, um, uh, who was on the, who were the other two judges? 
fucking weeds kicking in again. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But anyway, they they were super mean, and then uh, Justin would always like let them go first, say what they had to say about the comedian, and then he'd let me like be the last one up. And uh, by the time those two were done, I was like. Somebody has to say something nice about these people or else they're going to hang themselves with the mic cord, you know? Yeah. And then Ghost Hunters is going to be back yeah. because they will actually be ghosts of dead people in this case. Yeah. Which is pretty <laughs> ironic. You hear, boo. <laughs> it works on so many levels. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I, I went in thinking that I had to be this like hard-ass mean person. And, and I ended up just being like a fucking Care Bear, you know? I was like, it's going to be okay. You'll be fine. Like, keep doing it. You know? yeah. <laughs> keep getting up there. Nothing yeah, like dude. being humored when you're being judged. And yeah, the two yeah, guys, yeah. the two people rip you, and then the third one's like, well, you tried your hardest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? Comedy <laughs> is very difficult. Like, that's yeah. not what you want to hear. Yeah. But I really, I didn't know what to do. I was like, because I didn't want to be like, because you because you physically have to see these people and I can look into their eyes so they're hearing these things and then the crowd's laughing at what the judge is saying about them and they're they're getting more laughs by what they're, the judge is saying than their yeah. actual performance and I'm like someone has to be the nice person here or else I was legitimately worried about a few of those comedians <laughs> like, like their last hopes and dreams were tied up in that five minutes that yeah. they just did yeah. so yeah. I was like the first and last five minutes of their yeah. comedy yeah, career. Yeah. <laughs> Sentence by Ryan. Yeah, I, I didn't want. I didn't want to like. I couldn't deal with that. I'm like, nope. I have to be nice. Dude, my intro at the roast both times they were like, "So Owen's going up, and he's not really a comedian. This is gonna be terrible. Good luck out there." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, you're not exactly setting me up for success here." Yeah, in case funny. they, in case they didn't already know by my handshaking and the fact I have like a uh, like white page with all my jokes written on it and like ink. Now you're gonna be introducing them, and then my opponent at the end when they're judging, they're like, "Okay, so both of you were terrible. The only chance the reason you're gonna win is because you went." against him <laughs> I was like oh that's like a double Awkward. negative <laughs> that's a giant vote of confidence right yeah. there next time you should just let your wife do it by the sounds of things you better go up there and <laughs> I'm just kidding man nothing to say about that words can hurt I thought yeah. Yeah. where's the caribou routine now I love that shit in the west but, uh, <laughs> you know Ryan likes to insult you right to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want you looking me in the eye while I'm doing it. Dude, I got so flushed that I like broke the mic stand there for a second. You're good. Uh, it's okay. I thought you were cutting me off there. All of a sudden, oh, yeah. the mic. All of a sudden, the mic just drops out of nowhere, and I'm like, "That's odd." <laughs> was, uh, there was no red light. This, yeah, we spent a lot this, of money on these mic stands, yeah. so <laughs> they're super sturdy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, speaking of awkward, this room is... Uh, yeah, we switched up yeah. the room. We're recording in Ryan's uh, apartment rec room. Yeah. That's from, that like, like, 1940s. A, no, uh, 1982. Yeah, maybe. By the, uh, that yeah. couch looks older than that. Oh, well, yeah. And it but is eerie. Maybe we do need your uh, your friend who talks to ghosts to see if there is anything happening here. Yeah, you, yeah, no. he was, yeah, he was like, yeah, we're going to be recording the living room. And he's like, no, just meet me in the basement. I'll buzz you in. Just press P <laughs> and just wait for someone there. I'm like, wait for someone? Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> not exactly a warm invite. <laughs> like, 
colloquial. The ceiling was barely over my head, and now I'm in like a fluorescent room. Yeah, well, we, stained we, microwave. We just like to uh, to um prepare you for everything, just in case shit goes weird. So, yeah. To be fair, this is nicer than some of the comedy rooms I've done. Yeah. <laughs> What's the weirdest place you've ever done comedy in? Uh, it was supposed to be this super huge show and ended up being in a guy's apartment with like oh, 15 geez. people. <laughs> wow. Who told you it was going to be a super huge show? Uh, the guy did who was promoting it. Uh. Yeah. He's like, he's like, expect a really intimate crowd. And I knew when he said intimate <laughs> that that often means small. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. just, but, <laughs> but I, when I was doing the Google map research, I was like, oh, this has got to be like a newer building here. So yeah. all I can see is like, like apartments. <laughs> That's awesome. I think the weirdest place ever, well, two places come to mind. I did a show from when my grandmother was still alive. I did it for her her senior's care facility. That was pretty awesome because I got to see what the ghost of comedy past looked like. Yeah. And that was pretty, Speaking yeah. of shuffleboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pudding socks, eh? But the good news is my uh, my jokes about the Great Depression, they killed. That's right. uh, <laughs> yeah. When I talked about using potatoes as currency, that, that went over with gangbusters. It was yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, the, probably the most weird place I've ever done comedy was, um, and this is going to sound awful because I'm not trying to, to, to poop on other disabled people, but I did a show in a like a rehab hospital, which is very fulfilling, and I like to be able to make people that are struggling and trying to rebuild their lives out of personal disaster. Um, but um, it was really awkward because they stuck everybody that was on ventilators in the front row, <laughs> so no one could react. All they could do was blink their eyes. And that was it. There was no like audible noise or nothing, except for their their breathing apparatus. Yes. Every once in a while, we go off, and I'd be like, "Okay, they're still alive, so we That's, got it. Yeah. We still have a show. We're still Jeez. good. We're still good." Um, so that was probably the weirdest um, show I ever did. But it was also like really fulfilling because a lot of those people went through a lot of like personal trauma and shit, and it was nice to just give them a. A night where I could like make them laugh and just kind of take them away for a while. So because of that, we started doing it every six months, and it's been a, a thing ever since. But yeah, the first time I ever did it, I was fucking terrified. And I am one of these people. Like I'm not an ventilator, obviously, but I belong in that category of people. So even when I rolled in the room, I'm like. Shit, this is gonna be awkward. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they really got to work in your crowd control. Like, yeah. like <laughs> give them a hard time, but not too much of a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely showing. Like, you oh, you're, oh, you must be single out there, but it's okay. It'll get better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Angie, do you have any questions for our guest? Um. Hmm. Interesting. Didn't really come up with a lot of questions. I was just kind of going with the flow. You made me do the intro. We're in a new place, and we're you're throwing me off. Today. My favorite color is blue. Your I like long color. walks on the beach. <laughs> How do you balance um, comedy with 
you like a, your relationship? How do you keep that all in balance? Uh, well, I make a lot of jokes about the relationship. Yeah. So I find that they're directly related to each other. There you go. <laughs> uh, my wife's actually a lot funnier than I am. Um, and now she'll never hear this podcast. Um, so unfortunately, the viewership just went down by one because now this will, unless you bleep that out and change that to something else like, like my kid is so much funnier than I am. <laughs> but like she's, she's, she's supportive of it. She likes writing a lot of the jokes, awesome. even though we're like totally on different ends of like the humor thing. Like yeah. everything she says, I'm like, that's a terrible joke and very offensive. And there's no way I'm saying that in front of people. Like she could write jokes for like Elizabeth Standen and like she would give her some great bits to use because oh, I yeah. swear like a lot of the stuff that comes out of her mouth, I'm like, she's like the only one that would say those jokes. <laughs> but then I'll like tweak them and make them a little bit nicer. And I'm like, actually, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love writing with pe- with people that have um, different styles than I do for like if we're like working on material with, with each other. Uh, I prefer working with people that write completely different and talk about things that are completely different because it doesn't seem like we're eating out of the same cereal books, you know? So I can respect that for sure. I don't know where I came up with that fucking cereal box reference. But <laughs> I, really I am cereal. a little bit more hungry than I was yeah, yeah. before this, but that yeah. also might be because the weed is just kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's actually, it's about that time, buddy, to do some shout-outs. Oh, that, that quick? Eh? Yeah, we went, We always, we get through it real quick. Mm, quick and dirty. We're going to have to bump the podcast up to 45 minutes now. And, yeah, uh, yeah. No, and then everybody will stop listening. So, no, <laughs> half an hour is good. So many people are like, yes, I, I don't like long podcasts. Like, yeah. it's, it's kind of nice to keep I, it short and sweet. I get a lot of messages from people saying they listen to me on their, either on their drive home or right yeah. when they put their kids to bed. I'm I'm one friend Vanessa. Every time I didn't mention her in the podcast, but every time I mentioned Nikki Glaser, my friend Vanessa. Oh, I knew it was coming. (laughs) I knew the reference was coming. You held off so long. I did. (laughs) I did. I was gonna see if I could do it, but then I'm like, fuck it. I have a goal in mind, and I have to get to my goal. Yeah. (laughs) And that's being turned into Nikki Glaser's vibrator. Um. See, I'm just going to do it every podcast. I don't give a shit. Awesome. Uh, okay. If, if I can give a quick shout out to uh, John Gagnon, I'm actually writing for his show, cool. his talk show, the uh, this month in, and then whatever month it is. Yeah. If uh, people should go see it, if they're around. Yeah. Everybody writes a ton of jokes for it. I write a ton of jokes for it. And then John like rewrites all of them and basically goes with his own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you really yeah. like his sense of humor, you're going to get a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, he did that to me. He's like, meh. <laughs> Man, can you help me write some stuff? I'm like, yeah. And then I helped him. And then he just didn't use any of it. And I was like, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Happy to help. Yeah. We have like 16 good. writers. They use six of the jokes. And three of them, I swear, were never part of any of the writing groups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? For this, I know we shouted out the Yucca Tree. And, and I have to say them because if I don't talk about them every time I go for breakfast there... They're like, you didn't mention it, but I always mention them, so... Yep. I also love it. I also love it. Yeah, you're a White Rock boy, so... Oh, yeah. Gotta check out the Yucca Tree. 1347 Johnston Road in White Rock. But I promised Emma because we're trying to promote my career more because I'm taking comedy seriously now that I have to promote my shows shamelessly. So if you want to see me, I will be at Jaggers tomorrow, Glitch on Wednesday, and... 
the Elements Casino in Corbdale for Yuck Yuck Surrey on July 9th. So, nice. come out to a fucking show. Is that uh, all on your website? Um, it's on my social media. Perfect. Because I'm too lazy to constantly update the my website that I can kind of keep it generic. Yeah. Because it's easier that way. Cool. All right. On that thought, Owen, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for dragging your ass to my basement. <laughs> uh, remember to duck on your way out. If I go uh, missing, please search 1348. (laughs) I'm in the basement. Send help. (laughs) Anyway, take care of each other, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Is that a good belt? Yeah, it felt awesome. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> All right. <laughs>